somebody said they would sleep with Spike Lee. Yo, no, somebody said the wildest one. The wildest one was somebody said, somebody said, I bet Andy Reid can make my thighs quake. I was like, bro, oh my like, god, yeah. you know, we just hey, gotta get it, like, for that Birkin bag. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South Reclaimer 6. This is KTSC Ad Pod, where Double Gate community talking life, culture, music, racism, sports, amongst other things. But always thanks for support. We have the usual uh, Marcus Sniffles, uh, special guest, uh, Augusta's uh, second favorite child, Reverend, and uh, Mr. I'm not going to say that word because I'm a Christian, uh, Pete Pumper, number one. Yeah, shout out to T.I. and Jeezy for the battle that's coming on the 19th. So this was like one of my initial, original favorite T.I. songs, uh, Pussy Pumper Number 1. So we're going to represent for all of uh, Atlanta, G.A. and Riverdale. And, and also real quick, a special, special shout out to, to Rev. Let's get, let's get her intro in here. Um, I believe Marcus has a couple of words to say for her as uh, there were some conditions that need to be met prior to her return to the podcast. If you've listened previously, uh, Marcus is a Heat fan and she's a Celtics fan. I sit on top of the throne as a Lakers fan with our 17th championship. Oh, um, I believe there's some old country Twitter beef that they had between them. And I would like Marcus to have the floor as he, uh, you know, speaks to the young uh, free range titty goddess herself. I just want to say that this was not my idea. I was against this. I did not want I did not want this young heathen on this podcast because she would not uh grow up and stand up for her team and and take 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 the L. She's been ducking and dodging this L for a long time. And I feel like she just needs to man up, send me her address so I can send her the hat so she can wear it. Like at this point, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. You told me at every turn that Jimmy Butler was going to disappoint me. And all he did was take the Lakers. The, you know, <laughs> all he did was take <laughs> the Lakers to six games. Arguably the greatest player in the NBA's history. It took him six games to get rid of Jimmy Butler. And you will not come on here and take your L like an adult. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I mean, but look where I'm at though. Like you told me I was banned from the podcast. You I, are banned I'll never, from the podcast. I mean, I'm sitting right here though. So in the words of Kiari Cephas, the one and only offset from north of Atlanta, I won. This I got it. I got South Breeze the Rolls Royce and he let me back in the house. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all it takes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy. I don't need much. <laughs> I got the Birkin. I won. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying the Celtics had all that cast space and all those young players, and they've been surpassed by probably two or three teams in the East alone. Like the I Heat, mean, the really? Heat have passed them. The Sixers are probably right there with them, but you got the Nets and you got the Raptors still. There's a lot of good teams that are coming in the East, and the Celtics are just un, are just in the mix. They're just a run of the mill team in the Eastern Conference now. Aren't y'all ranked number nine though? Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk. Let uh, since since we're doing that, let's talk about this. So, ESPN, the most credible sports uh, company out there, put out a power rankings after the NBA Finals. And the first two, I don't really have a problem with. Number one, the Lakers made sense. You got LeBron. You got Anthony Davis coming back. They just won a championship. Cool. 
There's the number one team. Number two, the Clippers. Uh, I don't know about that one. They just fired their coach. Paul George is being Paul George. Kawhi Leonard's kind of getting exposed out there. Hey, I don't know if I'd put them that high, but you could make an argument for it. Number three, they have the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, now we're talking about the second team in a row that failed to get out of the second round of the playoffs. So I'm not so high on that one. Number four, they have the Nuggets. They should probably be higher since they got to the Western Conference Finals as opposed to the Clippers who didn't get out the second round. Number five, they have the Mavericks, a team that did not get out the first round, I believe. They They lost to the Clippers. Number six, they have the Warriors, which I can I can see that the Warriors were hurt. Steph and Clay didn't play. They have the number two overall pick. They could do some, they can make some moves with that or just draft the player. But I could see them being a top 10 team coming into the to the season. Number seven, they have the racist ass uh Celtics, which I don't know how they're that I don't know how they're even that high. Number eight, they have the Sixers. Uh I mean that team as constructed with Ben Simmons and Embiid, they're not winning together. I don't know what Doc Rivers thinks he's going to do in Philly, but I don't see it happening. And then at number nine, the team that got to the finals, that pushed the greatest player in NBA history to six games, the Miami Heat at number nine. It's ridiculous. It's offensive for them to be that low and to be, and and for their season to go that far and then you rank them at number nine? How dare you? How dare you? And, yeah. then, and then at number 10, they have the Nets. I th- yeah, I can agree that all of this is, a lot of this is topsy-turvy. Like, uh, I can, I feel like realistically, I only agree with one in six. Um, of course, the Lakers, you know, stay at number one. They are the defending champions. Once the season comes back, hopefully, I think they're planning on December the 22nd. Uh, part of that's me feels like that's too soon, but. it's insane. Um, yeah, that's what they've. What I'm hearing there decided, but yeah, I don't. I think I would move the Clippers down to maybe four. I'd move the Nuggets up to to two or three. Um, I no, actually, I, I would move the Clippers down to number five. I'd move the Nuggets up to three. I'd probably switch the Heat and move them to two. Um, I take the Bucks out of the top five at you know completely. I'd actually put the Bucks at about eight or nine. Um. I would move the 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 76ers down to 10. I'd probably move the Nets up to 8. I mean up to yeah, 8. Um I think I'd leave the Celtics where they are. But yeah, a lot of this list is topsy turvy. Like I just the Clippers like you said, Kawhi is getting exposed and I don't think that Kawhi has another up year left in him. I think he either plays more of the same or gets worse. Um the Bucks themselves, they've have they have a Giannis issue. I don't know if anybody wants to admit it, but Giannis has not been, you know, progressing. He's pretty run of the mill right Especially now. In the second round, yeah. He usually gets like skills. We're having that issue with Blake Griffin where for a long time people only knew Blake Griffin for dunking. Like we only know Giannis for what he can do outside the paint. Giannis doesn't have a mid range mid range game. It's easy to finish figure Giannis out and to defend him well and stop him. So I don't think the Bucks are third in anybody's book um the nuggets are an exciting young team like you said they got to the western conference finals you'll probably expect more of the same from them um the warriors i think they'll be a little wonky coming back but they'll eventually get it together um and i think we're all just interested in seeing the nets and um, what what like uh, your thoughts on why are the raptors not in the top 10 that's a good question well coached Um, and 
I think it's a, a ton of teams that I don't. I, you know what? I, I think the Raptors aren't in the top ten because the Raptors don't have a big name. Like if you look at all these teams, all these teams have big names. Luca is is on part of this list. You got Murray that's part of this list. We just watched him and Donovan Mitchell battle. Giannis, of course. You got Kawhi and Paul George. There's KD. There's Kyrie. Jimmy Butler. Like I think you just have a lot of big names on these lists, um, and they not are they aren't really looking at what a team could truly be. Like the 76ers, as Marcus said, haven't been good for like three or four seasons. But there's Joel and B and Ben Simmons, and so people expect more. I don't. They shouldn't be in anybody's top ten to me. So yeah, I, I think if I was to take. I guess I don't want to go like in order, but if I was to take, you know, a few teams out of the top 10, I would probably take out the Mavericks and the 76ers. And I think I would add, I'd probably add, I'd maybe add Portland. <clears throat> I think Portland is still a good team. And I'd probably you add like Toronto. Utah though, or? I mean, either. Uh, yeah, I do. I do like them. Cause I don't, I don't know. Utah still seems a little bit like one dimensional with Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, if he ain't got it, then they really got no other guy to kind of, they kind of have a the thing with Giannis, like at least with Utah, Donovan Mitchell can shoot. So he'll put up points, but the rest of the team isn't going to do anything. But I also agree with the Dolphins. I think I'd rather, I have more faith in what Toronto's doing, what they were able to do. They were the second team in the East with Pascal Siakam and uh, Kyle Larry as their, their top two players. I would, I would trust them over, say, like the 76ers or even the Mavericks or even even the Bucks. Like they're just a better team. And I'd probably I'd probably, I'd probably put the Warriors a little bit higher. Uh right now, I'm I'm reading the uh uh um the making making of a dynasty or I can't remember the title, but it's about the the Warriors and the, the owner that they have. And there was a part in it where, you know, he talks about, you know, the Warriors being light years ahead of the NBA and all that stuff and all the things that they're doing. And if the Warriors are truly light years ahead of everybody in the NBA, they will take that number two overall pick in the draft and Draymond Green and call Philadelphia and say, hey, what's up with Joel Embiid? Or call Milwaukee and say, hey, what's up with Giannis? And get get those guys in their building and convince them to stay and i think it would be worth it yeah the warriors can benefit and i know people you know warriors fans probably don't want to hear it but like realistically evaluate your team and evaluate can you um can you do away with draymond green and the answer is yes (laughs) you don't need draymond green to succeed so we saw what draymond green is without three all-stars and two potential hall of fame or two hall of famers like we saw what he was last year he's he's not that guy and he could you could find they can find another draymond green they can find another undersized big that can shoot at least 30 percent from three and defend like he's in this day in today's nba draymond green isn't like a special kind of like we need to you know do all this to find him he's not a rare commodity like you can find a draymond green if you're looking for it and if they pack, that's why they have to package the number two pick with Draymond Green because nobody's, you know, jumping out of their boots to go get Draymond Green. There's got to be some yeah. type of incentive, and the incentive is a draft pick. So, yeah, I would say Warriors fans, if, as Marcus said, if the Warriors are playing the long game, I would say don't expect Draymond Green past February. I don't think anything happens between now and December, but I think they start looking to get rid of him around. 
February. But this is this is also the thing that you know we talk about with uh, with fans when it comes to trading players. It's more of an emotional thing where it's like you talk about a team like the Colts. They don't. The fans didn't want to move on from Peyton Manning, but realistically, it was the best thing to do at that time for the team. You know, I know, I know Falcons fans get on me get on to me about it, but the idea of like moving on from Matt Ryan either next year or two years from now, or maybe moving on from Julio Jones, it hurts fans emotionally, but in the long run, it could help your team. And Warriors fans are going to have to deal with the same thing. Draymond Green's been there for a while. He's won a Defensive Player of the Year award. He's won three championships. Like, he's accomplished a lot there, but he's also old. He's also shown, like, if he'd have played last year, if he'd have put up, like, 20, you know, 8 and 8, and got the Warriors to maybe 40 wins, maybe you're just like, hey, we can we can keep this guy and things can keep rolling. But they 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 got the number two overall pick. He put he averaged single triple single triple singles. He's triple just single god. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's not special anymore. You so, can replace be replaced. So real quick, let's let's backtrack. Uh, I saw that you had some some beef with Atlanta Sports Twitter for your uh, Braves hot take about them oh, going God. to World Series. Also, I saw there was a bit of a were you like a, a, being accused of subtweeting Josh and uh, Falcons Nation? Uh, talk to the people while you have the uh, the platform, guys. I am literally on a podcast called Dirty Bird Nation Report that talks about the Falcons and everything that goes on with the Falcons. Why would I subtweet the Falcons? Why would I subtweet y'all? Like I'm on a I'm trying to help a podcast that's about the Falcons become bigger than what it is. So why would I just be like, oh, I'm going to send some sneak shots and maybe subtweet them and like maybe get it. And you know the funny part about that tweet? The first person to respond to that tweet was Josh. Thinking <laughs> I was talking about the Falcons fan. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't oh, know what. And, and I said it before. This is why I want the Falcons to win. Because Falcons fans like Josh and Giff, all they do is sit around Twitter all day looking for stuff to be mad about. And Josh saw that tweet and he got in his feelings about it. And you know how hit dogs do when uh, hit dogs do when they get uh, hit. He started hollering. So <laughs> I can't do nothing about that. I wasn't talking about the Falcons. I was talking about sports in general. It can apply to any team with an aging player that might need to be moved. But the only the only fan base that got sensitive about it was Falcons fans. I Ooh. wish they would win something so they could get off my back and be happy on Twitter for once. Well, you say that they were sensitive. The poll that we did, like a majority of the people were saying they would they would gladly sacrifice Matt and Julio for a championship. They won't say it, they won't say it in public, but behind closed doors. Yeah, you, like, you can't see who votes on those things. You can't see who votes on it. <laughs> I wish you could, man. Any so hackers side, out there? Can we hack it? Uh, Quick side note, Justin Fields, of course, uh, you know, maybe a potential future Falcon, 20 or 21, 297, two passing touchdowns, uh, one rushing touchdown, 54 yards rushing. That would ignite the city of Atlanta to have another black quarterback in here. Okay. Uh, doing his thing. <laughs> Just to let you know. Wow. Right here. I'm not saying I'm not saying if he wasn't available, this is now turned into a dirty bird nation report light. I'm not saying if he wasn't available not to get him, but people like Josh, who apparently hate black quarterbacks, is 100% against it. Um, my, my thing is, is with if we were in the position to get him, if we were to get him and he sucked, you know what would happen? 
we get another high pick and just draft another quarterback. Like, but if you were to draft him and he's the next greatest thing since sliced bread, then we're, we're cooking with Crisco. But the idea just to poo poo him because he's not Trevor Lawrence, I mean, as far as you know, so this is the thing somebody tweet this out with quarterbacks and running backs. Every new quarterback and every new running back is the greatest quarterback running back to come out since the last one. So last year it was your boy uh, for the big Joey Burrow. It was like, oh, he's the greatest season and quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Before that was Andrew Luck. Now it's Trevor Lawrence. This is like, oh, Adrian Peterson's the greatest running back. Oh, Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, Leonard Fournette. Every year it's the same wash and rinse. So if you miss one guy, and another bus is coming with another couple of guys. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I, I think we're trying to win, enough, win too many games to even be in that position. So, I don't even know why I'm wasting our time. Another but thing. Georgia did fumble the bag, letting him walk over from. So, who Josh and, thinks is a good quarterback for some reason. Uh, I guess another thing uh, that I guess I was I'm dealing with the wrath of Falcons fans is like uh, Tony just thinks that the draft is one round. There's more than one round of the draft. You like you can get a quarterback in the first round of the draft and still fix your defense in the second round, in the third round, in the fourth round, and maybe even into the fifth round. Our starting linebackers are fifth round picks. Our other starting linebackers are second and third round picks. Our cornerback is a second round pick. Our defensive tackle is a sixth round pick. Defensive edges are third round picks, undrafted play. Like if you have good scouts in GMs. You can find good players anywhere. But if you want to win championships, the likelihood of you doing that is with a quarterback that is drafted in the first round, maybe at the very end or maybe at the beginning of the second. Yeah, there's Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's Tom Brady. Yeah, there's Kurt Warner. But that's it. Unless I'm missing somebody else. You want to win championships? You need a quarterback that is a first round talent. Build your team in the second through seventh round, but that quarterback, for not, like ninety percent of the time, that quarterback is going to be is going to need to be a first round pick. You have to get that right, and if you don't get it right, just do what the Cardinals did and draft another one and get rid of the old one. They're not making as much money as they used to. My whole spiel. So let's transition back from sports to sports back to basketball. So we saw that. Uh, uh, Superman and Superman Jr. were apparently having beef. And I wouldn't even say it's beef. I just say it's just hating at this point. Like, you know how old niggas do. Yeah, come on, Shaq. You're 48 <laughs> years old. You're from Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to Newark, Nurk, uh, Brick City. But you're rich. Let the man, let the man be happy. Let the man be just because he came and took Superman over, he took the mantle from you. He wasn't be- talking about him though, you know? No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's okay. let's 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 play the okay. context. I got the I got the guy, I got the clip. Hang on a second, hang on, here we go. Yeah. All right, so- he just won a UFC and retired, just in case anybody is a UFC fan. But go ahead. The first video you're or the first voice in the video you're gonna hear is Dwight Howard. It's after the Lakers won the championship, he's do on an Instagram live video. Listen to what Dwight says, and then when Shaq comes on, you will obviously know who he is talking about. What's up? So a lot of players on their little Instagram bragging like they were the reason they got the championship. I ain't gonna say no names. 
There was a lot of that going on. I, I was <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Sit you your know. ass down. You didn't do nothing. Stop it. But I already know well, what you're talking about. You know it, too. I know you know what I'm talking about. Stop it. There were, runner. By the way, uh... Bandwagon jumpers. Stop it. Stop it. Don't be talking to me like you know players. Sit your ass down. By the way, Lakers front office... Post one pick and sit your ass down. <laughs> By the way, Lakers front office. Follow your dreams, and I can't. Really <laughs> okay, so oh, it, it, it's a very, very obvious who he was talking about there. This is the thing that I don't understand about. I kind of do because I'm, I'm not as old as Adolphus, but I'm getting up there. Hey, I'm not as there. old as Marcus. So what's oh. your? <laughs> <laughs> you point I think you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but there's just this uh thing that old men do and oh no, I take that back. No, old older people do in general, because old women do it especially and old black women are the queen of it. To be shady towards like a younger person for accomplishing a thing, um, and that, that younger person feels a way about it and it's obviously emotional about it. I don't understand why Shaq needed to share that. Like, I don't like what and it's not like Dwight Howard didn't play. I feel like the entire finals, we heard about how there was this Dwight Howard resurgence. So I'm not saying that he, you know. I'm the real Superman. I'm the real man of steel. Bro got on the internet and said, yo, I just lived a dream. He didn't say I went out there and scored 20 and 10 every night. He said, I lived a dream. He played with the Lakers when Kobe was was there on the, the down end of his career. Didn't make it with the Lakers. you know, left for a little while, kind of largely fell out of the basketball scene, was able to come back to the Lakers and win a championship. He never said, I'm the reason these niggas is here. He just said, follow your dreams. And old niggas got on the internet and said, don't follow your dreams, you loser nigga. You didn't help anything. And it's like, what was that for? (laughs) What was that for, Shaq? Like, realistically, why did you do that? (laughs) And honestly, it's, it's not true. Like Dwight Howard did help. He did have to come in and play against the Nuggets and, and kind of body Jokic a little bit. He did have an impact on this team in the playoffs. And like it or not, since I guess in, in our era, since like 1990, Dwight Howard has been a top 10 center. He is a top 10 center since 1990, maybe even top five. You got like Hakeem, Tim Duncan, Shaq, uh, who else we got? David Robinson. Uh, Kevin Garnett, if you want to consider him a center at at times, but he's more of a power forward. But like when you start naming centers that were dominant, who could be the considered White, top? Who, who else is there? Such a run in Orlando, like such a run. Dwight Howard was not the same Dwight Howard that we've seen as of late. Um, that was just kind of yeah, yeah. yeah he got he got hurt, but early he Dwight like Howard. He was dominant, like that. You had never seen that she wear pigtails. You weren't. What'd you say? (laughs) You hadn't seen anybody quite like Dwight um, when Dwight was really at the top of his. I just don't understand Shaq's problem, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's feeling the that 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 time when yeah, when you start feeling your name start to slip away, and you start like the the glory around your name is starting to slip away. Because I mean. The niggas that was watching basketball when Dwight, when Shaq was Shaq, like when he was, you know, the guy, they're not watching, they're not on Twitter talking about basketball. It's the 14-year-olds that just started watching basketball when, when Steph Curry won his first ring. 
that don't most, know nothing about Shaq. Most of the kids nowadays know Shaq from Phoenix. Like and the freaking, Phoenix Shaq day. Or the Boston Celtics Shaq. Even that's a stretch. I think most of the kids know Shaq from the general commercials and like from Shaq's and a fool. They know Shaq the commentator. They yeah. don't know Shaq the dominant big. Yeah. Like well, that's 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 what happened to, to Barkley. Like people don't realize that Charles Barkley was like an MVP. Like he was the best player in the league, or like behind Michael Jordan. He was a player that led. Like if you had him, you had a chance to win a championship. Like that's how good of a player Charles Barkley was. And people don't remember that. Because he's been on TV so long, he's been out of the game so long. But just with Shaq, it's just like, well, not even with Shaq, just with people in general. People are taking this opportunity to kind of shit on Dwight, where they're just like, well, now that Dwight has the championships, now he's a certified Hall of Famer. Like, Dwight was a Hall of Famer. He was was a Hall of Famer before he got to the Lakers the first time. His run in Orlando was Hall of Fame-esque. Like, he led a team to a finals. He was like a three-time... Defensive Player of the Year, All NBA, led the league in rebounds multiple times, led the league in blocks multiple times. Like he was a Hall of Fame player. We did not get a we did not get a Kobe Lebron Finals because of Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was a top three player for like a three to four year stretch. Like let's not kid ourselves and and act like Dwight was some bum. Like he had some down years due to injury. But you give this man a chance to play. Like if you're just like if he knows his role, he's going to go out there and do it. So, it makes me think of when J. Cole said in their prime, Dwight couldn't he couldn't do shit with Shaq. So well, nobody could. <laughs> like yeah, who could? And that's, that's what thing and he has a piss on him, but yeah. That's what really gets me, and it makes me think of this this thing that J. Cole said a while ago. It doesn't completely apply here, but the sentiment is similar. Where he was like, You gotta make room for new legends. And like you can't be the only dominant big forever, Shaq. Like there were so there there are guys after you that were are were really good and are really good, and there will be guys that continue to be really good that have Man, to I join you on that pedestal of being a great big. And you can either make room and be gracious about it, or you can be a whiny baby about it and you kind of set yourself up for ridicule. Learn a lesson from Charles Barkley, who largely like will only ever be seen as the big that never made it because of you know him being largely annoying on television. But like you said, people tend to forget that Charles Barkley was dominant. Charles Barkley was really good. There's not a too many people could do anything with the way that Charles Barkley played the game. So you got to make room for new legends. You got to be gracious about who's coming up after you or you are setting yourself for that moment when nobody speaks your name unless it's a joke. (laughs) So I don't know why Shaq went through that whole spiel. I don't know why he thought that people wouldn't know who he's talking about. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why old people in general do that. (laughs) So real quick side note, uh, what are the odds that like LeBron James in his uh, post NBA career, like, gets extremely fat and out of shape like Charles Barkley and Shaq. Probably, probably slim. Yeah, I think they're slim. I don't think LeBron I, – I, first of all, I mean, I don't think LeBron – I think LeBron has three more years left in the league, three more, like, really good years. That's not, like, playing years. I think he has three more years of domination left in his body. Um, but I don't think we will ever see out of shape – gangly like you know beer belly LeBron I don't know I just don't feel like LeBron got that in him I think LeBron always gonna have that work spirit where he just it's up and at him at all times I don't know maybe not but I don't think we see that from LeBron <laughs> and and that is a a very uh smooth setup transition by myself as the uh great uh what's the word 
doesn't matter. Transition time. So LeBron James is uh, still trying to climb the <laughs> climb the back of Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. And in one of these moves, he has decided to emulate Michael Jordan yet again and remaking Space Jam. And for the record, I am of the Space Jam is trash hive. It's not a good movie. It's a lot of nostalgia, oh, like everything bad. else. Like, <laughs> say what you want. Like, nobody's... Tell me last time... It's a good movie for six-year-olds. Yeah, it's not a even, good movie for adult people. Even for his time. Like, a lot of people, the same people who lie about watching Smart Guy on Disney+, Plus. Are the same people that lie about saying the Space Jam is good. All right, but, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, space, Disney Plus is trash outside of the Mandalorian. Don't but, disrespect TJ Henderson. Sparky! Nobody's <laughs> watching that shit. So allegedly there's a synopsis released for the new Space Jam. And, and this is what it is said via Ben Melker on Twitter. All right, so it says, during a trip to Warner Brothers Studio, NBA superstar LeBron James' son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers' stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Algy, played by Don Cheadle. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now, to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel Algy's mysterious plan to win an epic basketball game against a digital, gamified, super versions of NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. My first question is, is Bronny actually going to be in this movie? Is Bronny still alive? Is, has Bronny been on IG Live since LeBron's return from the book? Can anybody confirm his, uh, his whereabouts? They'll let him out the cage for a little bit. I Maybe they'll replace him with Hurry. I, I would watch that. I think that would be a better option, honestly. Change it up. I mean, I think we need to uh, first of all acknowledge that Zuri is the true star of this family. Like LeBron is only famous because of basketball. Zuri is famous because of talent. We Fair just need to discuss that. Riley Curry is definitely better than Zuri, but I digress. First of all, we don't put two queens against each other. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> yes, we so, do. All right. So let's this this a lot to go through. So I'm assuming that Bronny's not actually going to portray LeBron James' son in this movie. Who who would they cast as his son? I'm, and what is the age range of said son? You know what Caleb I'm saying? McLaughlin is kid, about the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, he's about yeah, three years older than Bronny. He would be a good Bronny. I don't know. He doesn't look like Bronny at all, but he is an actor, um, and they aren't too far away in age. Um, I don't know any other fifteen-year-old actors. So yeah okay uh other- it's like they did it with uh eric gordon playing michael jordan's son it worked out pretty good yeah i would prefer them to actually find an actual actor to play his son as opposed to getting his son to play his son like i i, I don't know what it is about like kid actors but i'm super hard on them and i feel like they should be better i hate when there's bad kid actors on tv shows like power power was hard to get through because tarika is <laughs> such a bad actor it's annoying like Sons of Anarchy, as that show got to later in the seasons, his son got older and the actor was awful. I hate bad kid actors. I'm sorry. Hmm. Get a professional. Like you, you're a professional. You have a sad card. You Work know who else is a bad kid actor? The kid from Raising Dion. Oh my God, he is terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, the show is built around you. And Can I'm you just practice. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> Can you practice? Like, I get you got to learn. You you know, you got to go to school and stuff. But maybe film during the summertime. Do you not have an acting coach? 
Netflix, can you get on that? Like, get better kids to act for you? It's embarrassing. Cute kid, awful actor. Terrible so, actor. So what, what they're saying is that, and I'm looking this up right now, is that they're going to have to go through iconic Warner Brother, a world that contains all of Warner Brothers stories and characters. So I'm looking up, I just Googled iconic Warner Brother movies, all right? And while so, you're doing that, hold on, just real quick. Go ahead. The, so the premise of the original Space Jam was to you to they were dealing with Martians. Yeah. And so if this is still Space Jam, shouldn't it be space based? I mean, space is a spectrum, I guess, you know, space time, you know, maybe they're just, again, it's branding, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to do the whole Michael Jordan thing. So some of the iconic movies or moments from Warner Brother, you have The Wizard of Oz, Casablanca, North by Northwest, Ben-Hur, Dr. Zhivago, 2001 Space Odyssey, I've never heard of this one, Blazing Saddles, I think they'll skip over that one, Blade Runner. Gremlins, I feel like they'll touch on that. The Lost Boys, Beetlejuice, they could do that. I can see LeBron James trying to be super corny serious. They got Goodfellas, that's a Warner Brothers film. They'll definitely use the mask. The mask will definitely be used. Seven, probably not. Mars Attacks, probably not. The Matrix, it shouldn't be used just because of all the problematic shootings and things of that nature going on in the world today, but they'll probably use that one. I can see LeBron James donning the Matrix costume for some weird reason. Iron Giant, The Prestige, The Town, they'll probably skip that. Gravity, never seen it. Interstellar, excellent. And uh, Mad Max Fury Road is like the top 24 Warner Brother movies. So they'll probably use Mars Attacks. I mean, for the for it being Space Jam, that makes sense. Martian. Okay, Blade Runner too. They could probably go with that. So yeah, there's a couple of spacey things in here that I guess could maybe tie in. I was low-key hoping for, like, a problematic, like, slave movie in there just to <laughs> see if the temperature was. Oh. <laughs> like, Roots was going to be part glory. of the <laughs> Wow. I don't think this movie is going to be as good as the original Space Jam just because you're, you're lacking Bill Murray. Bill Murray was funny as hell in that movie. Like. He's still around. He could he can make that. Uh, Cheeto's a good yeah. actor, though. Bill Murray's not dead. And, and Michael Jordan's just a better actor than LeBron James. I don't know about that, but okay. I think they're neck and neck going. <laughs> well, he has better shoes, so who cares? Wasn't yeah. LeBron? No, yeah, LeBron was in that movie with um, the white you know, lady that we slandered on the podcast. Right, train wreck. I have somebody to slander on the podcast later when I'm given the chance. Oh, he was, he was pretty good in train wreck. I'll give him that. Yeah. Like, Never seen. I it. don't know about Michael Jordan being a better actor. Than yeah, I was just joking sometimes. <laughs> you, but uh, I'll be in twenty-one. You know, with my Tomb Squad jersey on, and uh, probably the Space Jam Elevens to see this movie. Like open today. I, I I give it to Michael Jordan on that. Like LeBron isn't going to be able to top that aspect of Space Jam. Like the jerseys, the shoes. The merch, the gear. Well, no, never they, LeBron... they showed the little uh, uniform for Space Jams. A lot of people was gassed by it. It's very colorful, but uh... well, maybe the maybe young like the young kids are gonna like that. But people that grew up on the original Space Jam, we're not gonna pick the new stuff. And, and that's just the you way. Know what like, else, what else is it we're forgetting about? Uh, I, I know what you're about to say. I know what it's you're about to say. It's not gonna <laughs> have. I believe <laughs> I can fly, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's the well, killer. 
No, hey, that you know song what? is a legendary song. I know the guy, you know, we can't speak him on the podcast. That song was legendary. The nasty nigga. <laughs> and that made the movie, like, got you hyped for the movie. I will say that this, this Space Jam and mean. the original Space Jam, this Space Jam won't have the same cultural impact um, just because culture moves a lot faster now. Space Jam then, uh, the sneaker game was a bit newer. Um, Michael Jordan himself, I won't say he was a bigger icon, than LeBron James, but I think he was a uh, a an icon that was in a league of his own at the time. Um, I don't know if we if LeBron James could be considered the only icon um, in mm-hmm. sports, even so. Um, Not even in basketball. Yeah, so I don't know. If he was Steph think, Curry at the mall, the the crowd might be big around Steph Curry. To be honest. Yeah, well, uh, I think they may have equal size crowds. Maybe LeBron James. I just I don't think that we have the same opportunity for a cultural moment. Like you know, people kids will watch this for a week or two. They're not gonna go buy the cassette tapes or the DVDs or or stream it the way that I still have my Space Jam cassette or uh, tape from when I got it way back then. Say that again. It had a good soundtrack. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I movie soundtracks. Like nobody's gonna allow Jack Harlow on the the new Space Jam soundtrack, so it's not gonna hit the same. It's. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a fun movie. I don't know. He just he he just dropped a song called called Tyler Hero, so he might be on the Space Jam uh, soundtrack. <laughs> the song yeah. isn't bad. It's okay. But it's not special, but I mean, I'm just thinking about my little cousin who's uh, nine years old, and I can't imagine him being like, "Yo, I gotta go see Space Jam," like so. Well, we also didn't see Michael Jordan a lot, man. Unless it was like on a game, unless right. it was game time, like we didn't see Michael Jordan. Like LeBron, you see him in a lot of commercials during the game and on Instagram. Like you see him a lot. Yeah. Well, the thing they LeBron actually did put out a uh, a Tomb Squad LeBron James, I guess Space Jam, and they didn't actually they didn't sell out till later on. I was gonna try to get some, but I mean they're not particularly my favorite type of shoe to buy or wear, but um, also, I think in order to be controversial, I think that they need to do a I Believe I Can Fly remix with uh, Tory Lanez if they're trying to, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I would be- rather <laughs> just put the original in there, honestly. Like, just go ahead and run that back if it's got to be Tory Lanez. <laughs> Yo, they really had kids singing that shit, dog. Like, the irony of that is insane. Had kids Man, singing, kindergarten graduations were never the same. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, this, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing with LeBron James and Michael Jordan cultural impact and things moving differently and it might be it might be recent bias from watching the last dance but just the the way that michael jordan was popular back then without social media and that type of exposure that mark has talked about is insane mm-hmm. like i could only imagine if they had the same technology that they had now today back in michael jordan's era like he probably would have broke twitter as far as with followers and Instagram and things that I, I feel like people would have hated Michael Jordan a lot more than they do now. Like we, I think people hate Michael Jordan based off like, you know, the man, the myth, the legend type thing. But yeah. I think if Michael Jordan would have been given access to say what he really thought then, or like, you know, had more media time, people would hate Michael Jordan way more than they do now. Yeah, like remember that? I ain't taking no picture with no nigga. Remember that? Right, like hashtag cancel Michael would be trending every mm-hmm. other weekend. Hey man, like I said, ain't nobody ever got shot over some LeBrons. I'll tell you that. So, that's, I never fought a nigga over no LeBron. I'm nobody's ever stood in line for 
to my knowledge, for hours waiting to get a pair of LeBrons. So mm, South Beaches, are you sure? They it's are by the those will be released. I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. I mean, I, I'm not I wouldn't shoot anybody for some South Beaches. I would hope nobody would shoot anybody for any shoes, but I might, but you know. Allegedly, allegedly. We're not, you know, it's a we don't need people to go to prison on this podcast. But uh, it's it's uh it'll be interesting. I'm not the person that's gonna be capping online. I'm like, oh, I already got my tickets for Space Jam. People gonna be risking COVID, risking COVID to see Space Jam too. Yeah. Not this guy. This ain't the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was Avengers, that's a different. I thought it comes out like next year, though. Maybe COVID. I mean, again, you know, people are gonna be risking season. COVID to go see this movie next year, bro. I don't know really we're gonna all take the vaccine, and we'll be we'll be scotch free. Damn. Uh, sure. Anywho, so on a scale of one to ten, what's your excitement level to go see Space Jam? Shoot, I'm going with a zero because I I don't care. Yeah, I'm an adult, so. Okay, I think y'all two are capping so hard. I'm really not. Okay, I would say maybe a two. I, the only way I would go see it is if my younger cousin expressed interest, and I'd be like, "Yeah, for sure, let's go." But other than that, I'm not going on my own. <laughs> I, I don't foresee myself going to the theater to see this, so I don't think I'm going to see it unless it goes to like Disney Plus. I mean, this is even if even if there wasn't Corona, like. Yeah. But honestly, I would like to see a trailer. That's what I'd like to see before making a judgment. But right now, based on what I know, I don't see myself going to the theater to see this. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five from 50-50. And that's just because we don't know what's going on with COVID. And I don't know when it's going out. We haven't seen a trailer. And I just, I mean, sports movies, it's really hard. Like, honestly, looking back, I saw Space Jam maybe about, three weeks ago or something like that, and it really wasn't that good. Air Bud wasn't really that good. You know, like it's just been, I don't I, I have low expectations, but, you know, I'm going to support black movies, so I'm 50-50 on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't watch movies, like, period, or whatever. And, and real quick, low-key, like, what is the what is the big deal with Bugs Bunny anyways? Like, why is he, like, so, so popular amongst the people? For so long, like there's hella problematic Bugs Bunny cartoons, and he's just like oh, this. Seen them free range titties walking on. Okay. Oh god. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the the big deal about Bugs Bunny is. Like, it 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 confused me, and that just on a random <clears throat> rabbit hole, uh, this goes to like things like Charlie Brown and things of that nature. Like, what is so great about Charlie Brown? I don't. Bro, I don't that's just so whack, man. Just like, terrible. Time. The mute, the mute, the music is what carries that show. I, I'm gonna create. I mean, like, a list. Even the Peanuts cartoons are not entertaining. I don't know what it was about Bugs Bunny. Like I was almost, I was always a Daffy fan, and I guess it's because it just used to be on. But like once I hit maybe five or six, like it was a lot of different other cartoons I've watched. All them cartoons are ass, like. Tom <laughs> and Jerry, the snork, Smurfs. Tom and Jerry wasn't bad. That shit is garbage. And that shit was prop. Didn't they have a mammy in that show? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, man. all the shows are hella problematic. If if LeBron was really trying to chase the bag, really trying to chase the bag, what he should have done, and what I would have been excited to see, is if he would have did like had anime characters in that shit. That shit would be lit. That shit would sell all the money. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next on the docket here? Hey, look, that would make all the buddies. As I told y'all, I sent you that thing last week. The uh, 
the Demon Slayer movie in Japan made $40 million. That shit isn't even in English, and I want to watch that shit. I already know what the story is, but 40 mil. That's, just, that's better than some of these whack-ass movies they put out here. So shout out to Demon Slayer. Shit is goat. I need to finish the manga. But anywho, uh, making a quick pivot, sticking with entertainment, uh, Marcus put me on game with this story, I guess, with Shonda Rhimes. Uh, I aspire to this level of success and pettiness. Uh, I guess the quick version of this is that due to a uh, $145 Disneyland ticket, she decided to take her talents to Netflix because ABC will not provide her with a ticket to Disneyland. Yeah. So yeah. if you know trying to rhyme here, she pretty much made every great show on ABC that people like watch and tweet about. Uh, what she, you do she what you handle, handle. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the shows that the shows that she's responsible for or has a hand in, uh, Grey's Anatomy, Ew. Scandal, Yikes. How to Get Away with Murder, and a new show mm-hmm. called Station Nineteen. Now, if you're someone who's like a writer or a director or and have any type of involvement with TV, and and like How to Get How to Get Away with Murder just ended uh, last year. If that is on your resume you're good to go. Just that one show. If you can say like, hey, you go into a negotiation, into a meeting with a company, and they're like, hey, what have you done? And you point to how to get away with murder. This is what I did. You're good. You're going. Shonda Rhimes did that, plus Scandal, plus Grey's Anatomy, which is still going on. That show's got like 20-something seasons. And now she just has another new show that's fairly new called Station 19. Like, Shonda Rhimes has, is, uh, it's, she's almost like the Steven Spielberg of TV. Like when you consider the stuff that she has been involved in, she's one of the greatest TV show writers or producers, showrunners, whatever she is, ever in this modern era. So for this to happen over a hundred and fifty-four dollar ticket to Disney World is embarrassing for ABC and Disney. Because if any, like, and I don't, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm. I'm trying not to take it and say like, oh, well, they just did this because she's a black woman. But I'm telling you, if the Russo brothers, the guys that wrote Captain America and that did Avengers Endgame, if this if this is not happening to them, they're not going to Disney Disney World saying like, hey, I invited my sister. She was supposed to be good to come in here for free. Where's the ticket? They're not saying, well, don't you got it? You got money. You just did in-game. You got money. You can pay for that ticket. They're not doing that to those guys. They're not doing that to Chris Evans. They're not doing that to Robert Downey Jr. But they felt comfortable enough to do it to Shonda Rhimes. And this isn't just a run-of-the-mill person at their company. They gave you your biggest primetime shows. Like, when you talk about ABC primetime, it's Grey's Anatomy. That's, like prime time showing like everybody watches the well not everybody but a lot of people watch that show a lot of people watch how to get away with murder a lot of people watch scandal and that's how you're going to treat your employee you don't you don't value her and it's clear that she brought in a lot of money for you guys and you still didn't see her value because you saw her as a black woman i'm just gonna say it there i need i need a racism yeah. on here i don't, I don't <laughs> it's coming that's what it's, I said. It's yeah. I'm gonna add that next week. I'm gonna find you. <laughs> no, nah, I agree though. Um, just from a like a, a black woman perspective, I mean, make your moves. Like, 
she don't owe ABC no loyalty. ABC wasn't wasn't you know making sure she felt like a preferred partner, like she felt like a part of the team, like she felt like a valuable and valued part of the team. So you you go other places. I mean, it's money everywhere, especially when you Shonda Rhimes and you you've put up you know numbers on some amazing television phenomena. Uh, speaking of there being money everywhere, uh, Shonda Rhimes left ABC to go to Netflix. Netflix is reportedly giving her $300 million. There it go. Like $300 million. You've lost that. Whatever she's going to do, whatever she's going to create. And you look at what Netflix is doing. Netflix is doing a lot of good stuff. We've been talking about it. Like we've been talking about it in a group chat, the David Letterman show that they've been doing. There's a, a Netflix series called Explain that talks about like the voting process and mm-hmm. uh, buying votes and things of that nature. There's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. So they're making money. Unlike Disney, who is steadily losing money, Netflix is making money because they're still producing content. Now they have the creator of How to Get Away with Murder on their roster. Like, when ABC you bring, is, oh, God. When you bring value um, as a person, just like as a, a, a you, when you are able to add to what a company offers, you can leave at any point and find better. Like, she didn't feel valued over at ABC, but she's Shonda freaking rhymes. Like, you can go wherever. So I just, I don't know. that To me, it was pretty inspiring to be like, yo, if I ever don't feel valued where I am, um, luckily I do right now, but then who's to say that'll, that'll last forever. So if I ever feel like, yo, I don't, I don't feel valued, whether it's over a $145, ticket at Dis- $45 ticket to Disneyland, over, you know, being skipped over for a promotion or just like simply not feeling like I'm growing in a space, then there's always the opportunity to leave and you got to bet on yourself. And a lot of times when you bet on yourself, you, you reap the reward of it. So shout out to Shonda Rhimes, go get the Netflix bag. Netflix production value is crazy. They're not like Hulu who just dropped an awful movie. Um, and they're not like ABC. So, you know, go get the Netflix money and create an amazing series and, and continue to, to, to stack that paper. That sounded very 2010, but I meant what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to collect the bag by any means necessary. Pops my collar. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, again, in 2020, it, it's not even taboo now to go straight to the uh, race card because 99% of the time, that's... It be that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right on the table. You know what I'm saying? It's still got the strip on there. It's unsigned. Like, hey, man, here's his race card. Uh, it's it's what's popping in 2020. Well, um, and another, what's up? Well, I was gonna just say, based on the article, like the 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 Disney ticket wasn't the main Ooh, reason why I was just about Rhymes to say left. that. Yeah, it was. There was a bunch of little things, like probably behind the scenes, probably some passive aggressiveness stuff, and a lot of pushback from some of the stuff that she was creating. That was just like she, the way she described it, it was like trying to push a rock up a hill like a boulder uphill. So it's just like, you're always constantly trying to push this thing. You're always getting this resistance. You just can't get to the top. And then it just, the Disney ticket was just a straw that broke the camel's back. Like Shonda Shonda Rhimes could afford, go ahead, go ahead. That makes me think about on a very smaller scale when I worked at McDonald's and I already hated the job. And then every week it was something new. So I tried to call in once and they was like, nah, you can't call in. And I was like, you made it that's crazy. I actually worked there for six months. That's the crazy part. I worked, I worked there for five hours. <laughs> I worked there for six straight months. And then one day I was like, yo, can I call in? And they was like, nah. I was like, well, I quit. So, He's like, well, I'm not coming in anyway. Right, I'm just going to just never come back. So 
keep the uniform. <laughs> keep that yeah, check I, on. I didn't even get the check. I, I sold like the uh, McFlurries <laughs> and Nuggets to, you know. And I got them. literally got a job, another job two weeks later. So, Shonda, thank you. <laughs> it's an inspiration. inspiration. But it's just like, Shonda could easily pay to rent out Disneyland. She could pay to do that. But you work for Disney. You bring them millions of dollars. You're a creator there. And they can't hook your sister up with you? Like, your sister's with you? She can't get a free ticket? Like, fuck that, man. Come on. I'd leave to. And that brings us to a smooth transition. Uh, Transition, transition, transition. I need to memorize these. There we go. Oh, didn't work. There we go. So speaking of race in America, San Francisco, which is, I believe, the home or at least the state home of uh, Barbecue Becky uh, back in the day. Oh, yeah, in the Bay. (laughs) So they have uh, unanimously unanimously voted to pass the Karen Act, the caution against racially and expletive non-emergencies, pretty much for Karen's calling the police on people for no goddamn reason. So I I found that it is interesting that that goes on the 2020 list. Uh, of things that I didn't see happening that like we've we as a collective have roasted like white women to a point where they have passed a bill trolling said white women for being Karens which is how much incredible I'm willing to bet money that this will uh further down the line like within the next year or two become the the center of a discrimination lawsuit where a white woman sues based on discrimination for being a white woman um because she was acting a plain fool in a Dairy Queen and so I expect this to very quickly become a, an issue um, where white people feel like they've been further discriminated against. I don't know. I feel like white people want to be oppressed. Like so they, bad. They think it's cool. Confusing. Yeah, it's they they want to appropriate uh, oppression. <laughs> like nigga, we are sad. Nobody we wants this. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want this. Like y'all can have it. Like just leave, leave people alone. I thought that was kind of. Not that that was pretty funny that they they pulled that off unanimously. They're like, yeah, y'all are wilding. Like out the paint. It 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 ceases to amaze me the amount of people, the amount of white folks. Again, this is we we discussed in the opening. This is the racist podcast. The amount of white people that say and do racist things on tape, thinking that hey, it is what it is, and then be mad surprised when they get fired. Like. Is this? Can I talk about Chris Pratt here, really quick? It's just yes, yes. Let's talk about Chris Pratt. So, if you haven't noted, if you didn't hear Chris Pratt, there was a joke that said one has to go, and it was a combination of four very similar-looking white famous men named Chris. There was Chris Hemsworth, Chris Heaven Evans, Chris. I don't know that other man's last name. Pine. Chris Pine. Yes, thank you. And Chris Pratt. And naturally, everyone chooses Chris Pratt. Well, here's a reason. Here's a lot of the reasons that I saw. Chris Pratt isn't fine. If you've never seen Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pines, or Chris uh, Evans, those are gorgeous white men. And I don't usually go up for white men. <laughs> white men? Oh, my those white men. Episode gorgeous white men. Those gorgeous white, white men. men. I would go straight to Mira Mowry for, okay? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Chris wow. Pratt is not one of them. Also, Chris Pratt is very much a Ford F-150 driving, dad cap wearing, New York Yankee rooting, <laughs> Republican. 
Okay, I'm talking if you ride in your nearest neighborhood, he's got a Trump 2020 sign. He probably says MAGA while he drinks Budweiser or Natty Ice. Like, that's what Chris Pratt is. Naturally, Chris Pratt has to go. Do you know that other white people in Hollywood considered this some type of crime against humanity, some type of disrespect towards Chris Pratt? Because niggas is like, nah, he not the finest Chris. He got to get out of here. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., got on his Instagram and went, Mark Ruffalo took time out of his day. <laughs> he took time out oh of his God. day. Zoe Zaldana took her prosthetic Nina Simone wig off oh. and she hopped on the internet and she decided to type words in defense of Chris Pratt. Let me tell you something. Nobody cares. No one cares. Absolutely no. I don't care. Am I supposed to feel sorry for Chris Pratt? Because I don't. I don't feel sorry for Chris Pratt. And then two days later, the Avengers team up against Donald Trump. Guess who's not available for it? Chris Pratt. So one gotta go. It's Chris Pratt. I want y'all to stop trying to be oppressed. It's tired. We hate it. It's ugly. No one cares, Chris Pratt. Let me tell you, if you ever hear... You gon' you have to go every day of the week. I don't care if it's famous Chris's, famous people who's been on parks and recreation, white men in general, oh people who don't look like they bathe often. You the are the one that has to go. And it's just a wrap. I don't care how you feel about it. You can tweet me, you can send me an email. We don't care. Go and cry to someone that loves you. Cause it's not us. I mean, even if you were to go by their fictional characters. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> like Captain America, Thor, or uh, Star-Lord. Who's going to go? Uh, Star-Lord's got to go, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> based on the opinion mean, you were, bro. Like, you were wilding. Like, Chris, Chris Pine isn't even a famous superhero. He was just Wonder Woman's love interest, and he's still a better on Look, He was a character. Star Trek. He was a Star Trek. He was the yeah. Star Trek, so. He's still a better on-screen presence than Star-Lord, than Peter Quill, who almost, he did. He ruined humanity for us the first time. <laughs> All of our favorite heroes were snapped away because this nigga got in a tizzy over an alien who didn't even like him for three movies straight. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, Chris Pratt. You that, almost okay. had to go. <clears throat> she did like him. She was playing hard to get. We know how you women are. That, 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 uh, but definitely the raccoon rocket to make the whole move. That that alien pussy is fire. Oh my god! Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Watching space. <laughs> I don't. That might be the title. I'm that space wop. Space wop. Intergalactic. Man, get out of here, Chris Pratt. Like I really don't feel sorry for you. I'll tell you this to your face. Like. You lost all that weight just to still have to be the le- the least famous Chris. I'm Chris Evans. Chris Evans showed his penis on the internet. Oh and- my god! <laughs> and he still takes the cake. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, can you can you get, like? Is that something you can get mad about? Like, that's like me being like, all right, it's between me, Michael B. Jordan, Trey Songs, and Chris Brown. Which one got to go? Oh, wow. Y'all picked me? That's fucked up, guys. I can't believe you would do that. Let me tell my friends to tweet official statements on their socials. Hey, man. Hey, somebody get lethal say the tweet and and to show me support. Come on, guys. I look just as good as Michael B. Jordan. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, 
Get out of here. Come on, dog. Have you seen Chris Evans' beautiful blue eyes? No, when it, I'll just say this. Chris Evans in the Winter Soldier, stacked. That, that man was beautiful. stacked up. Stacked up. I was like, dog, I'm going to the gym today. 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 I ain't never seen, I, I be on Tumblr hard. I am a Tumblr person. Like, I, I ain't never seen no Chris Pratt fan fiction in my life. You know who has a lot of fan fiction? Chris Evans. Chris Hemsworth. People love Chris has Evans. Tons of fan there is no Chris Pratt fan no. fiction. No. Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth and Thor Ragnarok? Jesus Christ. That is a man. Like when you, when, like the scene that they did in Avengers Infinity War when, uh, Thor like landed on the Guardians of the Galaxy spaceship after Thanos blew them away. He's not a dude. You're a like, dude. No, you're, a no, <laughs> you're you're a dude. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is on another level when it comes to masculinity. Like I feel like I'm somewhat manly. Like I go to the gym. <laughs> like like I go to the gym. I have a little bit of muscle out there. I ain't got what Chris Hemsworth got, on, and there's man. no way I can get that. There's no way I can get. <laughs> You're that. rich. You probably pull it out. No, that you know. I, I'll say this: Chris Chris Hemsworth is going to star in a Hulk Hogan bio biopic. Do you like Hulk Hogan? Is probably. a big man. He's a, no, he is doing. That. He's not? doing that movie. He's like, oh, how many people Lord. can do that? I, I need, and this is where I need the the racist drop. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, this is where Augusta can't have nice things. He is from Augusta, Georgia. Unfortunately, um, who Chris Pratt? No, no. Oh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I was about to say. <sighs> oh, also, while we're here, speaking of people being rich and not caring about what goes on the internet. Just because Saweetie can get a Birkin from her man doesn't mean oh, you have to talk yes. about it on Twitter for 16 hours. Oh, yes we, do. Working yes, we do. class, middle class people. Nobody realistically is getting a Birkin from their boyfriend. Oh, nah, nah, fuck that. All right, so I, I like that you brought this up. And Marcus was apprehensive about this topic. And I was too until I saw the video. And then I do what I do and I jumped into the YouTube matrix. And I was like, yeah, yeah let's check out this Birkin thing. So I guess the history of the, the Birkin bag is there was like this famous socialite white lady. I don't remember her name. It's not important. But it's made of the Hermes, Hermes or whatever. Yeah, so no, it was a white lady. It was a white lady. So she used to walk around with like this uh this bag, right? It was a uh, a straw, one of those weird straw basket bags. So she got in the airplane one day with her bag. It was like her thing. And she put it up in the overhead compartment and it broke and all her shit went everywhere. So she happened to be sitting next to the fashion director of Hermes. He's like, oh, let me design you a bag. So that was like the origin of the Birkin bag. So I guess like because of the quality, some of the materials that it's made out of that I learned is ostrich. Well, hold on. What, what was the name of it? Because I'm so niggerish. I ain't even say the name right. Air, Hermes. I, it's a oh, Birkin I bag Hermes, for me because I'm too broke to afford it. But Hermes Birkin. Herpes. Right. So you got ostrich skin. You got, um, what is it? It said ostrich. The most like rarest one is albino alligator skin, which I was mad confused. I know they oh, made albino alligator. Beyonce said that. Who? Beyonce. She says it in in uh, formation. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. And like, oh, uh, yeah, man. So I guess back in the day, you could get one for like fifty racks, and that was still kind of expensive. But again, the most expensive one that's been sold to date was like. From this dude in Las Vegas 
He paid $500,000 for it. He said that somebody could offer him a million dollars for it. He would turn it down. He said he's not taking no less than $2 million for this bag. There's a lady in Singapore, like this social media lady out there. She has 200 Birkin bags. 200 Birkin bags. She has a 700 square foot closet for her Birkin bags that is protected by biometrics, meaning that she needs to use her fingerprint to get access to this 700 square foot closet for her bags, purses, and shoes and clothes. That is insane. That is, yes, we need to Like, I, I mean, if, if that's the kind of woman you want, there are thousands of women on Instagram that will do the same nasty activities for a coach bag, for Michael Kors, maybe even some Old Navy. If the if it's that, you know, it, the oh. is a little low. They might bust up for some Old Navy, but yeah. She's and here's the, here's the thing, and I unfortunately somebody I, I wish I could remember the Twitter name, but it was a, a brilliant tweet where she said, "I wish," or they said, um, "I wish that Sweetie would have left that in her close friends," because I think that. The sentiment for Saweetie was, I hope I'm not putting words in her mouth, was if he's not willing to, you know, treat you in some way, whether it be a, a gift, literally just bring home Fuck a cookie and cream, her you bar- say that. No. I feel like she was just saying, like, if he's not willing to spend some money on you in some way, whether it be something as small as bringing home a snicker bar because you really love Snickers, or, like, buying you some wings, or if he got it, buying you a Birkin, then you need to leave him. But the thing is, now it just creates this odd discourse where it's like, well, do you deserve, can you buy your own Birkin? And do you deserve a It's just like, y'all, we talking about, you know, things we can't even afford. Like, how realistically, how many of us will see a Birkin in our lifetime? A lot of us just found out what Birkins were this year because, you know, it's a cool thing. It's a buzzword. We're all inside. We've been inside for seven months straight. Let us outside, Dr. Fauci, please, because we are going insane. Like, I've seen people talk about how fine Tyler Perry was. Somebody said they would sleep with Spike Lee. No, no. Somebody said, no, the wildest one. The wildest one was somebody said, Somebody said, I bet Andy Reid could make my thighs quake. I was like, bro. Oh my like, God. God. You know, we just got to get it. Like, for that Birkin bag. This Birkin, and Birkins appreciate in value, which is why I think a lot of like, you know, socialites and people that can afford them, like, like Birkins aren't like, you know, your favorite Target bag that as soon as you got it off the rack and took it in your car, it's worth nothing. Like Birkins increase their value all the time. Um, so that's why that, that guy was probably like, you know, I paid $500,000 for this, but it's really worth a million dollars after this and $2 million because they do appreciate. I think it was Drake who said he has a closet full of Birkins for whoever his uh, next partner is. I don't know that I believe that, but well, I yeah, that, that lady on the lady on the in Singapore, she they said she had the largest collection of 200. So, yeah, I mean, that's but I just think I don't know, man, I. This isn't a conversation. I mean, it's cool. It's Twitter, so everything is a conversation. But I think realistically, like, this isn't a conversation for people who still make salaries. Like, we, we can't afford, you know, breaking bags. Well, all we have to do is next time, well, what we should have did or what they should have been doing, instead of buying Lambos with their PPP loans, they should have been scamming Birkin bags. That's what they should have been doing. That would have been the finesse. You could stay low-key. You know what I'm saying? Sell them via the DMs. The feds won't be watching there unless the feds get in your DMs. But like, hey, you know, you got to be you got to be strategic. But so when I saw this nonsense going on, I tweeted, yo, if anyone on the timeline owns a Birkin, DM me. And this uh, this Nubian uh, at Anja Turner. She replied and she, I don't follow her, so I don't know if she was searching for it, but if she don't follow nobody, I'll follow. Her. But she said, will you give me another one if I do? 
And I replied, Eyes is Pope. I ain't got no money. And first of all, what do you look like asking somebody on the timeline you've never interacted for for a, for a Birkin bag? Like, are you, is you crazy? What's her name? Angel, what? I'm trying to. And I'm. And, and Jen, I'm going to send you the text. I'm about to look her up, see how she looked. Because I, I might but have I mean, a time. And, and I was, I was gonna say something. I'm, you know, this is a Christian value based podcast. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a saved brother. But w- what I was gonna say, if I was not saved and this wasn't a Christian value podcast, is that you wouldn't be willing to do the things, the vile, vulgar, nasty things that would even make me consider purchasing you a Birkin bag, more or less a meal from McDonald's. So, but that's where this starts at. Like, let, let's relax. Let's relax. But I mean, I, I did learn a lot. I mean, YouTube taught me, I guess they're made out of fine leathers, you know? Um, they're not even that cute. And maybe that's just me speaking from a poor person's perspective. I, I thought they were kind okay, of cool. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the phone. I've seen hold some very plain ones and I, didn't, I wasn't impressed. I think it might've been hold. Kim Kardashian who had a very nice custom one though. Whoever Angela Turner is, you need to sit the fuck down. Okay. I'm not gonna say that. No, you're beautiful. Your ass. You can probably get a Publix bag. Um, no, you're beautiful. You're an amazing person. I don't know who you are, but you're Look, great. But that bullshit. I will not participate in slandering our black queens. I get you a, a pick for your nap ass. You deserve all the Birkins. But you need to your expectations, ma'am. Like, come on. Like, again. <laughs> I said all the things I would have said if this wasn't a Christian value based podcast and I wasn't saved. I, I, a queen, get your King Quest bag, get your Teflar bag. There we go. I did see somebody saying we're going to argue about designer bags. Let's argue about our our black uh, businesses, hashtag support black business. But yeah, I mean, and my thing is, is it, uh, well, I was going to say, is it really different than somebody who collects Jordans? But there's no pair of Jordans that cost over. Maybe the most spare, the most expensive pair of sneakers that I went cost like three thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? A, t- a Birkin bag starts at like forty thousand dollars. So I, that's they're playing two different games. Ah, she, she's I mean, like those rich people that don't don't know how much like regular things cost, like milk and like eggs and stuff like that. Like, come on, dog. I mean, I feel like just I feel like Saweetie was just talking in general. You know how like you you get lit and you just be on Instagram talking like I feel like she just dropped a little what she thought was a little gym and she kept it moving. I don't think she 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 thought it would turn into this whole Twitter discourse. It just goes back to like we've been inside for seven months and like some of us have been. Yeah, I was just say it's a couple of y'all that it was. You know, y'all back out the door, which you know what? You can't come to my Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, I mean, we we all been inside just kind of consuming an onslaught of media. Like we're not outside. A lot of us aren't outside at the same rate we were this time last year. So we grasping for straws of topics. It's, today it was Birkin bags. Tomorrow it'll be $200 dates. The next day it'll be, you know, if, if your mama and your girl are with you, who gets to sit in the front seat? Like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait a second. So Lee said the undefeated Jordan Force cost twenty five bands. What the f- let me see. <coughs> so so what I said was the the shoes that I want. I don't I don't whatever that is. I don't. I had no desire because I clearly can't afford that. Undefeated. Let me see if you like Jordan. 
I know there's a pair of Sai Yeezys that were selling for like a hundred thousand dollars, but that's clearly insanity. Oh, these these are cool, but they ain't eighteen hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Flight Club, they started eighteen thousand dollars and they only have a size nine. That's crazy. They cool over there. That's I see them in my size for fifteen K. So if there's any scammers out here that want to uh, allegedly help us scam to get these sneakers, definitely hit the DMs. Um, we can maybe make something happen. But yes, yeah, that's, that's Twitter. Is, I'm I'm at the point where I'm about to make a burner account and just not follow any black people. Um, I want to I want to join white Twitter because I want to see what like the convert. I wonder if they have like the same like four arguments on white Twitter. Like like you said, two hundred two hundred dollar dates. If you're from white Twitter, please tweet the the podcast and tell us what y'all be talking about. Yeah, it's, it gets old, man. Why does it see the same stupid shit on my timeline all the time? I'm like, I'm just, I do, y'all am, like, do y'all not read books or go outside? or like? I really am tired of the relationship discourse. I will agree. Like, I just, I don't understand it. And that's probably because, like, I've been in, like, no relationship. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever considered myself as to have been in a serious relationship at any point. So, like, to me, it's all smoke and mirrors anyway. Like, what are we talking about? So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm for one, very tired of having the same, you know, who should pay on, if you ask a person on a date, who has to pay? Like, I just feel like these aren't important conversations. Like, niggas is dying outside, Kim. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I In, in, in a... Shout out to Reduced Lunch. I think they have like a, I don't know who these people are. I think I think these are the Reduced Lunch members. I can't confirm it, but I, they have a, a burner account gang. Um, So I think that maybe we should start our own burner account gang so we can get over, you know, so we can take like a vacation from the madness. So you're like, hey, we can still have our insular group of people, but not be, you know, forced to eat on this foolishness on our timeline every single day. I just want to go in there and see some normal stuff sometimes. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's a cool, funny video, not a shootout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, my timeline is wild sometimes. I don't understand what's going on, man. Another thing that I'm tired of, and I hope that someone is listening that can help me with this, stop texting me and asking me if I've dropped off my absence okay. ballot. Oh, God. Um, I, 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 I do plan to vote. You don't have to call me again. I have already um, I'm going to lie if you ask me if your candidate has my support. I don't know who that is. Um, and so, sure, I mean, how would you know if they did or they? So stop texting me. Um, Paul, Pamela, I get a lot from. Uh, Hazel, um, is it you, Mike, you can stop. I've, I've already made my decisions. Please stop. See, I don't think that's so. I, I think the M&M cars, I've seen those. It's just a stretch. The sneakers that I want to cost like $3,000 are the Paranorma phone posits or the Galaxies, which are only like 1500 But back to the voting thing, the thing that kind of people are a little bit like ambivalent about the whole voting thing, because in one hand, you're like, hey, we need to quote unquote vote him out. All this uh, enthusiasm to get to the polls and try to get 45 out of office. But then when people are trying to make sure that happens, People are getting mad. Like, I, this is like, it's one of those trends on Twitter that I've seen in my time. Like, everybody's like posting their screenshots to the people texting them, like, oh, stop fucking texting me. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that's the new thing right now. 
like this is what this is what y'all want, right? Like people That's- are trying to make sure it happens, and they got your number because at some point when you registered or filled something out, that they got your number. Either that or the Russians are out here wilding again, but. I just feel like once I've given you the answer, you don't have to continue to contact. <clears throat> let me let me check mine because I got a couple. I got a text from ResistBot because I texted them talking about the last day for ballot request. Then I got a text from another one. Wednesday, Susan, I'm Susan with Black Voters Matter. Early voting has started in your area. I just ignore them. It don't really bother me. I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of, it's kind of cool that people, somebody thinks it's this important to, you know, put this much emphasis on it this year or this election cycle. So, I mean, they're doing their job. I, I can't be mad at that. Please stop calling. Please stop calling Rev. She's, <laughs> she doesn't appreciate it. She has made her choice. Um, and that's that. Speaking of that, real quick, kind of quick pivot. You didn't really put this on the docket, but did y'all watch the, the final debate? I yeah, I was about to say I feel like debates are I so a thing for me recently has been just like protecting my mental health. And mm-hmm. these debates give me a lot of anxiety. Uh, this whole election cycle gives me a lot of anxiety. Um and also I'm not an undecided undecided voter. Like I know who I'm voting for, why I'm voting. Um so I don't feel like the debates are for me. Um and also I think that um, for people that, you know, coach Donald Trump through these things. I think they know that it's less about actual, like, political format and, you know, having a a stance than it is about, you know, entertainment value and, and having these clips be run over and over and over and over again. And so, like, I don't know. I just, I stay away from these debates. I don't care. Um, and, you know, I already made my decision, so... <laughs> I, I again, I watched it just so I can argue, well, not argue with people, but just really correct people that I happen to run into on a daily basis. It was it was it was entertaining just to watch how it went, just picking up little things, you know, some minor idiosyncrasies about the candidates and the moderator who actually kind of did her job, but yeah. there were also the best saying, of the three. Well, there were also people saying that she was biased towards two. Biden. But to be fair, the first moderator was the first two were biased towards the uh, Republican candidates. So uh, you got to get one. I mean, oh. it is. What it is. I'm personally very um, and not to rush. The, I think the election is important um, if you're not one of those people who are disillusioned with voting and not to say that's bad. I totally understand your stance. But I don't know. I just I'm personally um, ready for november 4th to get here and then we you know are forced as a nation to move on to whatever is next i know what i hope is next um but i don't know i'm just kind of ready for like this constant cycle of like this person lies though this person lies he say she say back and forth i'm ready for it to be done i it's it's a, a headache to put it lightly so one thing that i was talking to somebody about is like if 45 loses are they going to send all the red hats to like third world countries, like you know NBA teams or Super Bowl teams to lose? Like, are they going to be a bunch of like Cambodians with MAGA hats on? Like, for no think, reason, like forty five shirts? Is that what they're going to do? Or um, I would like to see 
people be able to gather on the White House front lawn for the first time that I've ever seen in my life, lifetime. Um, I'd like to see them burned in a very large pile on national television and allow um, like crumpers to crump around it. I would like to see that. Uh, the views of Rev. Run uh, inciting <laughs> potential violence on the White House lawn do not reflect the views of South Three Seven. No, State. not violence. Just burn those hats, like. And I want to see. I like. I think it should be like, uh, like Coachella. Wait, what? Like, I think it should be like performances and a weekend of uh celebration, a performance from Drake and Beyonce and Rihanna. Like we can get Rihanna nope. to do. Nope. I think nope. Rihanna should. Drop an album, nope. and on the cover, every one of those hats are burned. Oh, so apparently, uh, Mr. New Orleans was arrested on IG Live. He was. <laughs> he asked them people, "Do you know who I am?" Like the police just know the amigo. Oh, let's see. What are you talking about? You told me to put my hands up. I'm not doing that. You put my hands up. It's twenty five thousand people in my live. You You're gonna get sued right publicly. Now, Damn, Miss Norley. No, that's not legal. That's not legal. You can't just open my door. Yeah, I can't. No, you can't. This right now. You can't just open my door. You can't just open my door. You can't just open my door. It's illegal. Oh no, Mr. Norley. Oh, oh man. Oh no, Mr. Norley. Don't fight. Hey man, don't fight. What is you grabbing my fucking wrist? I know it's tough for culture to be the Shout out to King Quest. I didn't see that. I, I, I so I, I get Mr. New Orleans is famous, but he he asked that like he was like, like "Do you like know was, who I am?" Like he was I'm like, yeah. "No, I don't know who you are." Dog, you black? Like he was Prince. Like, yeah, no, like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you don't have a recognizable face. Though. That's like that only that only works for certain black people. Like LeBron <laughs> can do that. Beyonce yeah. can do that. <laughs> Not that might be about it. One of the Migos. <laughs> So, Not the second most popular uh, Migos <laughs> member. Hey, he better hope he wasn't coming back from somewhere he wasn't supposed to be going. That's what he needs to be worried about. Not the police. Like you might want to get off live, bro. You might be telling on yourself. Right, but, hey, where were you at? I thought you were on yeah, this side of town. What I are you doing you over there? Go for me a culture. I thought you'd get some yeah. snacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like go out and get some food. Where are you at? <laughs> that look like that was like the grocery store, like like Tina Street. But uh, I know Rev was saying about performances. And I said this before, or I posed this question on Twitter, and y'all people are too dumb to figure out the answer. Um, and I, I asked the question, or I posed the question, who would have the most to gain by us, A, not being a pandemic, and B, if 45 were not to get reelected? The only answer and the only performer that should be mentioned is YG. YG has the most to gain if we were not in a pandemic and 45 did not get reelected. This man could go on tour around every state in the country and perform FDT, yeah, FDT around the country, and literally just do it for for an hour straight and turn up <laughs> the whole the whole time. Yeah, he the would have time. a good run. Like the he would have a, a solid month. That no, actually, I think he would have November the third through inauguration. Um, I think that my ringtone. That yeah. would be my ringtone. You're right. Like, my president was black when that popped off. He would have. He would be. He would tour. He could probably tour the world. If you don't know what the FDT means, uh, Google it. Uh, but yeah, that, he has the most to gain if we were not in a pandemic, and 45 does not get reelected. That shit is going to be ringing on every block. 
for hours for no reason. I saw a video on Twitter the other day of this white dude got duffed because he was playing it. And some MAGA folks was like, yo, cut it off, cut it off. And he knocked his ass out. But I was like, damn, I respect it, though. But yes, I won't even know who got elected because I very much plan to drink a bottle of wine at 6.30 p.m. and go to bed. <laughs> so I won't know. Hey, this 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 is gonna be historic. And by I'm, and by I'm, a I'm, bottle, I quite literally mean like open the bottle and drink from it <laughs> and go to bed. I'm, be watching, I'm, to. I'm be eating snacks. I'm be tweeting. <laughs> I'm be having a ball. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I can't take the stress. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'm getting these tweets off. <laughs> get these tweets off or die trying. Now I might not go to work the next day, but <laughs> I gotta go to work. Tweets I got something going on that day. Right, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be uh. It's gonna be interesting, man. So, but I mean, hopefully, it either way, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good Twitter time. I think you should uh, put the bottle down or bring the bottle to Twitter. I think this thing is gonna be a legendary. Yeah, I bring my second bottle. I'm gonna start with some rose. Matter of fact, I'm exclusive, exclusively a rose drinker. So my first bottle I'll drink alone, and then I'll I'll bring the second bottle to cry on Twitter with everyone. So. <laughs> I'm curious, like, where do all the bots go? Like, if 45 loses, where do all the Russian bots go? Do they just, do they leave too? Or, like, do they <laughs> take allegiance somewhere else? Do they... they become K-pop uh, fandom members. BTS uh, members? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the BTS thing. They're, like, they're the most popular music act or group, apparently, ever. I've ne- I could not hum a single tune of theirs. I, like, I can't not even. even. Not a second of it, but you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna tweet anything negative about them because no. I've seen how they work. I don't. They're like the barbs. They are Nicki Minaj fans on cocaine. Like, and, glo- and global, they're global. Yeah. They will come find like, and like, no, thank you. Nah, I'm no, good. I don't mess with the barbs. <clears throat> and I don't mess with you know BTS fans. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what BTS stands for, but you know what, guys? I hope you guys are very successful in whatever it is that you guys are doing. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. I, I yes. I support you and all you do. So, aren't they the Koreans, right? Sure. Shout out to South Korea. Sounds good to me. I lived in South Korea for a year, so I appreciate the culture. I'm gonna have to. I'm. You know what? I'm now a fan. I'm gonna download all their music and listen to it. Shout out to BTS. BTS Hive. Oh, oh wow. Or whatever it is. is that a thing? Is that what they are? are they it's definitely the BTS Army. BTS you know, Army. You know. Hoorah. Yep. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I feel like that's where we gotta cut it. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a wrap, guys. Uh, all right. So this is uh KTSC Ave. Uh, appreciate everybody checking us out. Uh definitely drop that five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Anything less to be uncivilized. Uh shout outs. Anybody got any shout outs? Shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs. Um I usually do. Uh, shout out to um, Jonathan Majors and uh, Journey Smollett and Anjane Ellis or Lewis Ellis. Do you know Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody from Lovecraft Country. That was a great series. I um, still have not watched a single episode. Less than stellar I'm, I'm, ending, but I'm happy overall. Um, shout out to Sue Bird and all the ladies over in Seattle. Congratulations um, on the championship. Um, shout like out to Chine and Neka Obuwumuke. I hope I said that right. They are, besides the, the Manning brothers, the only two siblings to be selected number one in the draft. Um, so shout out to them. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, it's still huge middle fingers to Chris Pratt. 
And yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a, a few I got a few shout outs actually. I did watch uh I watched the first two episodes of Lovecraft Craft Country. It's a, it, from what yeah, no, no spoilers. So just off the first two episodes I watched, it's a great show. I'm just not into sci-fi scary stuff like that. So I I tapped out. It's still a good show. I would recommend that you watch it. It's it's pretty good. Uh just uh shout out to uh the people uh, aka Ocho. He's not on Twitter anymore, but today yeah. is Drake's birthday. Today is Drake's birthday, and I feel like aka Ocho needs a shout out because he would I feel like he would be on Twitter right now. Defending his Lord and Savior, defending his his Canadian King. So shout out to him. Hopefully he's still listening. Hopefully he's you know being safe out here. Uh, shout out to uh, Chan on Twitter. Sentimental thoughts. She's probably out somewhere on drink number seven, getting hammered again. And no, I got uh, her. On yeah, c- continuing to be unwholesome on Twitter. So we're gonna pray for her. Um, shout out to Allen Iverson. You know, like we were talking about Shaq earlier. Be Allen Iverson. Everybody loves Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson loves everybody. Russell Westbrook, Trey Young, Steph Curry. Allen Iverson has nothing but love for those guys, so Shaq should take a page out of uh, Allen Iverson's book. Um, And uh, shout out to the Colts. Like, tonight I'm going to go to bed and wake up knowing that my team is not going to embarrass me. They're not going to blow a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter. They're not going to play poorly. They're not going to do anything that's going to stress me out because they're on a bye week. So shout out to them. Uh, Mr. Sad. I have no shout He had no idea how to take it off mute. He's like, oh my God, technology. <laughs> no, I didn't know how to take it off mute. I'm definitely a professional here. Uh, so before I take I'm the braids, I'm not even wearing braids. Come on, man. Okay. Make sure you listen to this entire episode to see what I said behind your back, too. Oh. But no, I did not know shout out that the, to, the nursing home kept the Wi-Fi on this list. Uh, shout, shout out to from Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, shout out to the set Pyru in the house. Oh you know, wow! Hey okay. yo! Hey yo! No 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 no! Not me. I'm going. Count me out. Big money gang. Sniper gang, slaughter gang, you know. Uh-huh. How I do. Hey man, chill out, man. Hey, nah, man. I love you, Jesus, so much. Trey Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that's about. <laughs> oh man, so I'm, I'm gonna do better. My shout out list. I actually made a list. So shout out to dot my name on you at Chan understand Chan understand Lani. I think that's what Mark's talking about. Self control podcast. Hashtag the umbrella. Uh, I got a Grammy. Yes, another podcast. Racial though, and check Anfro. Appreciate y'all. Y'all usually always support the podcast. And the usual, you know, KJ, Chip, Queen, all y'all, you know what it is. Uh, this is a KTSC ad pod. Oh, shout out to El Chapa, too, wherever she's at, doing whatever she's doing. Oh, yeah. remember, I'll be off next week. So, you know, I'll, I'll see y'all at the crossroads because I'll probably be dead. So. She's Louise, man. I got dark. It's a wrap for that guy. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. We out.